Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. I wanted to talk about a brand new song that came out last week. It was from a country artist by Jason Aldean, and he had a song called Try That in a Small Town. Have you had a chance to listen to the song? Only bits and pieces, because I've been hearing this here and there on the news, so I'm a little bit familiar with it. It sounds like you've driven into it much more than me. (laughs) Yes, I have. Again, this is radio, so it's kind of hard. I have two pages full of notes about the (laughs) whole song. So without any further ado, let's try to get into it. Now, I'm not going to play the song because of two reasons. One, copyright issues. I don't think we have the copyright to play it on the show right now. Oh, with all those other songs, we do have copyright. Uh, yeah, we do have, have copyright. Yeah, not this one because it's still brand new. We're still oh, trying okay. to get through it. Okay. And number two is that there's cuss words in the song. So, oh, I, can't, so I, I would have to go in and edit on it. On two counts. All. Yes, all right. exactly. So, so we have to use our imagination. Well, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the lyrics at least here. And I'm going to skip the cuss words. I promise. Don't I'm, I'm not sure going to hit that dumb we'll button. we'll all know what they were. <laughs> I know. So here we go. So we'll start off with the first line in the song sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk when i looked up what those lyrics were supposed to mean apparently it's referring to a game called the knockout game have you ever heard of this well i know that sucker punching means that you hit somebody by surprise somebody Mm -hmm. who wasn't prepared to get into a fight that was fair i know that that's part of it right right okay so here's what it is it's a game where someone attempts to knock an unsuspecting victim unconscious with a single sucker punch. wow Some experts and police officers have called the game an urban myth, but there have been some examples of people engaging in it. And the reason why I've seen some of that on the news in New York City and places like that. And the reason why people are saying it's an urban myth is because it's mostly African American teenagers who are involving in this game. Oh, so they don't want to, they're afraid they're going to be called racist being racist if that. they criticize exactly it, right? yeah the last thing i want to say is calling it an urban myth because of course like you just said there's video evidence of this happening in real life so in the song yeah. he's obviously speaking against this and Correct. he doesn't believe it's an urban myth. yeah i was going to continue where eventually he says here carjack an old woman at a red light pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store you think it's cool well act like a fool if you like That's can you imagine name. somebody carjacking an old woman and then being proud and going out and having a drink with his buddies well, Afterwards. Well, once again, this is hinting back at the riots. People were carjacking everybody. It's amazing the things so we violence. excuse of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But of course, you know, it's all in the name of a good term. You're going against the government and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but go to a PTA meeting, you get on the government watch list. <laughs> exactly. Continuing on with this lyric, just to finish up this first verse, he says, cuss out a cop, spin in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're so tough. So for me personally, I don't know about you, but I think burning a flag or stepping on the flag, you want to call it freedom of speech, sure, but I think that's the most disrespectful thing you could do with our country. Well, the irony of it is that flag represents the Constitution, which gives them the freedom of speech. So they're stomping on their permission to do it. And that's why it's so incredibly inconsistent. I really despise that court case where it said that burning the flag is a form of freedom of speech. I agree, because it seems more like anarchy. And this is my problem with, like they say, well, we should allow the communists party and their freedom of speech. The Communist Party, by definition, does not believe in our Constitution and would shred it if they came into power. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they should be gaining rights from the very Constitution that they're trying to overthrow. That just something doesn't seem right to I me. I agree. And and what's the only rule about the American flag when it comes to burning is the fact that if it's ripped or torn, you do not throw it in the garbage or anything. You actually burn it and actually have a ceremony with that American flag yeah. specifically. Yeah. So nowhere does it say you can do that as a protest as a, at all. I think that court 
lowercase is malarkey. Now, I do have more concern about how someone feels about our Constitution than the flag. Some people might have other problems with flags that it's just a piece of cloth. I don't want to stand up and salute. But generally speaking, as a general rule, that flag represents the freedoms granted in our Constitution. I agree. They I are agree. generally speaking one and the same. I agree. So let's move on to the chorus, actually. His chorus goes, we'll try that in a small town. See how far you'll make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long. For you to find out, I recommend you don't try that in a small town. So two things about this. Number one, Jason Aldean never grew up in a small town. He grew up in Macon, Georgia. So I don't know how he's getting this idea of a small town. Secondly, I'm sorry, this sounds like he's actually threatening. I don't think you want to threaten the protesters and rioters. I think that's the wrong idea because then all of a sudden they'll get even madder and there's going to be even worse results. Well, when I first saw that, I was thinking he was saying, you know, there are places in America where we still believe in decency Mm -hmm. and they're letting you get away with stuff and they're emboldening you to do things which in our town we wouldn't let you do. Right. That's the way I was reading it. I can understand that too. I mean, look at Chicago. Chicago's been having those riots like crazy and yeah, yeah, nothing's getting done. But my other argument too on that is that Wisconsin town that got a riot because of police brutality during that time. I never heard of that town ever and it was still got a huge riot and a lot of violence and of course that controversial case where the kid came from out of state into the state of Wisconsin. Oh yes, I remember that. Yes, yes. So I'm very confused. I don't know if you would want to do this in a smaller town because then that brings more media attention, more rioters towards that area. We can argue whether it's the brightest thing to do and whether it's really helping all that much, but mm-hmm. I think his motive is just to call this out and say, this is evil, and in decent parts of America, we wouldn't allow it. That's I the way agree. I'm reading it. I would agree on that part. So going on to verse two, he says, I got a gun that my granddad gave me. Then they say one day they're going to round up. Well, that blank might fly in the city, but good luck. So this verse is specifically talking about the buyback programs that anti-gunners have been trying to push on for however long. And if you guys don't know what the buyback program is, it's where civilians have to sell their guns to the government so they could become illegal. Jason is saying here that basically in these small towns, that would not happen, but he could see it happen in the cities at least for sure. Uh, Oh, he's probably right about that. I can definitely see that too. But once again, my point of view is coming through again where I'm saying, well, he's threatening now with a gun at this point. But again, maybe he's specifically focused on the the anti-gun and saying this buyback program doesn't make any sense. How are we going to protect our own city? Well, in many ways, he may be protecting those small towns because I'll bet the people in the big city believe that if they did go to Texas or someplace in the Midwest and try that. I remember right here in Santee, somebody got wind that Antifa was coming to a shopping mall and a bunch of guys just stood out there with clubs and you know what? No violence that no day violence. from Antifa. And, and you know what? Even more so, while there was yelling and screaming and everything of that nature, it stood still mostly peaceful. I didn't hear anyone get well, arrested. Well, yelling and screaming things. doesn't kill anybody. Violence exactly. does. I agree. So I have to say, those protesters yelling and screaming, that's where you want to do it. You don't want to get physical in any way, and, break and property. And we live in times where Antifa's violence is considered freedom of speech, and those who speak against the violence, we're told, oh, those are the real violent ones. Yes. Yeah. So he's says the chorus again but i'm not going to go through it then we go to the bridge full of good old boys raised up right if you're looking for a fight try that in a small town now 
left people have been saying that good old boys line. Yeah, good old boys is a loaded phrase. That probably wasn't the wisest thing to put in the lyrics. Yeah. Did you know where the left was going with this whole situation? Well, I'm guessing that any phrase about good old boys has to do with white supremacists in the mind of the left. Very, very Immediately, sure. Which is not what he was trying to do, but he probably could have picked a better way to word that. But what left are specifically talking about is the good old boys roundup. Have you heard of this situation? No, that I have not This is insane. Let me go into details about this. I've never heard of this situation before. The whole event happened in 1985 to 1996. The attendees were mostly consisted of white people that worked in law enforcement. And during the gathering, they were given the freedom to display their racist and sexist behavior, actions, and thoughts. But they were given the freedom by who exactly? Apparently from the government. And I'll get into more details about this here. Senior manager at the Knoxville U.S. Attorney's Office warned personnel not to attend due to reports of heavy drinking, strippers, and persons engaging in in extramarital affairs. After allegations emerged that a Ku Klux Klan attitude pervaded the event, a Senate Judiciary Committee was formed to investigate. According to ATF Director John McGaugh, the event had no overtly racist overtones until 1985, although he conceded eight days later that blacks would never have felt welcome at any point. ATF agent Raymond Eugene Reitmeyer, the founder of the event, was known or he had been accused of, as the to. He had been accused of having racist tendencies. Reitmeyer insisted that although there was racist conduct at the event, he had often tried to halt it at the event. Uh, 1980 was actually the first year of the event. I correct myself. There was only 58 attendees, and by 1994, it raised up to 341 attendees. Most of the people that were there, they had motorhomes, trailers, tents, and pickup gatherings around a large beer truck, and the emission was about $90 per person. Law enforcement officers from outside the ATF were allowed to attend if invited by an ATF agent. After the 1995 scandal, the Treasury Department banned its agents from attending. And what scandal was that in 1995? Well, in 1995, Jeff Randall of the Gadsden Minutemen Militia infiltrated the event and took video. Photos and video he took of the event broke open the scandal detailing alleged racist activities. A Justice Department investigation and congressional probe resulted from the attention and Mike Kemp of the Gadsden Minutemen claimed that only action that was taken as a result of the exposure have been just threats and kill the messenger efforts to discredit this group. Accusations were later proved to be false as determined by OIG, which is also known as the Office of Inspector General. He mentioned that Randall's account thus is replete with inaccuracies and is internally inconsistent. His motivation to fabricate evidence appears to be strong and his allegation is contradicted by more than 200 other witnesses. We therefore find no credible evidence and he had a different evidences to show. Like, for example, there was an N-word hunting license that were available to buy at the 1995 roundup. There was also reports that there was an entrance signs that said N-word checkpoint area. There was t-shirts that were sold showing Martin Luther King Jr.'s face with a sniper's crosshairs, O.J. Simpson's head in a noose, and black man sprawled across police cruisers with the phrase boys in the hood. The Senate subcommittee also found evidence of rape there. These allegations were made by two hearsay witnesses, one eyewitness. The alleged victim denied having been raped and the eyewitness later recanted. And the overall report from the OIG of the Justice Department cited that the incidences were unsustained. And there was also 
also different points of illegal moonshine and illegal drugs that were being sold at this event. So, so even these things about the license plates and t-shirts, they are unsubstantiated They're unsubstantial somehow. I have no idea. I would have I mean, to look more into the I mean, that would have been pretty outrageous if that stuff had all really and, been And there's video on. evidence of everything. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, all this, I told you all of this event just to say, I don't think Jason Aldean met that at all. <laughs> I read to you the whole script there for the past five minutes just to say to you, I think he just meant like good boys, like as in like good yes, Christian boys. good old or, boys to some is a good I, term and to I others it's no, an inflammatory term, but still he should have known. It's kind of like choose the hill you want to die for. He could have yes. made his same point and not picked words that would be considered so inflammatory. I people. agree. And for the left to go all the way to that extreme to say that he meant that whole situation Well, that's there, just them. They, I they think have that's to overreact ridiculous. about everything. I, I, I think we can give this guy a break yeah. well i don't want to say give a break too often it makes me sound like biden <laughs> i know so and lastly in a twitter post aldean refuted the allegations that the song encouraged discrimination and gun violence as a result of vigilance here's his exact tweet in the past 24 hours i have been accused of releasing a pro lynching song a song that has been out since may and was subject to the comparison that i was not too pleased with the nationwide blm protests these references are not only meritless but dangerous there is not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage and while i can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music this one goes too far as so many pointed out i was present at route 91 where so many lost their lives and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy no one including me wants to continue to see senseless headlines and families ripped apart so I can completely understand where he's coming from. I don't think he is going out of his way to say that he supported Black Lives Matter protests, though, because a lot of those were violent. I'm exactly. Not, I'm not sure and he should have it, gone out of his way to say he supported those. I think what he's saying is none of my lyrics are pointing towards. Okay, BLM now, those weren't the points of my lyrics. If you want to know what I think about BLM, come talk to me. Yeah, or, or look at my music video or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. So here's all the aftermath here. So CMT has pulled the video from playing on the air, and here's my comment. Well, to that. as always. The heads of these companies are such wusses. Yeah, I know. So here's my comment about CMT. Who cares? <laughs> CMT only plays music videos midnight to 6 a.m. Guess what I'm doing midnight to 6 a.m.? <laughs> so I couldn't care. And also, who owns CMT? Do you know? MTV. Oh. MTV is as liberal as it comes, too. Well, so don't I these couldn't. companies learn? I mean, is nobody learning from Target or Bush? They go down these roads and they just start losing business. And, and most of your listeners are conservative people, too. So they would want to hear this kind of song, honestly. Right. I mean, and besides CMT, I don't think they ever said they're not going to play Aaron Lewis's music video for Am I the Only One. I think they still could play Am I the Only One's music video. And that's as conservative as you get. That's probably more conservative than this song. That's about having statues no, torn down. No, they just do it one at a time, the one that's controversial. They're such cowards. Blake Shelton and Luke Bryan have actually come to defense of Jason Aldean and his freedom of speech. Thus, CMT have actually canceled TV shows that were already produced. They were ready to be released for Blake Shelton and Luke Bryan. They've canceled those entirely. So we're not going to see any How dare you life. speak your mind and defend somebody? Yeah, exactly. And then lastly here, I think we have time. No, we won't have time. I'll have to save that clip for later. But basically, Jason Aldean last night was actually 
performing his song in Boston, Massachusetts, and he actually compared this song to the Boston Marathon bombing, basically saying, while this isn't a small town I'm performing in, we still can come together. We came together during the Boston bombing massacre, where we went out and found those two people who committed that bombing atrocity, and we wanted to bring them into justice. That's what the song's really about. It has nothing to do with race, it has nothing to do with color. My only complaint about the song, honestly, in the long run is, A, I just don't like Jason Aldean's voice, personally. That's just my personal <laughs> well, preference. you don't like the song artistically, that's a whole different matter. Exactly. And certainly, you're right. Yeah, and then my other issue, too, of the song is that it doesn't sound country to me. There's hand claps, there's <laughs> skittering trap beats that are made for hip-hop, not country. Those are my only complaints. And again, it just feels very aggressive to me, and I know you took it a different way, but songs are meant to be interpreted, but in general of this whole, he's a racist, and he... Oh, no, I think we malarkey. would both agree that that's unfounded. No, exactly. So, if you are interested in finding that video, it's only a three-minute clip. You can find it on Twitter, and you can find it yourself. Oh, and also, listen to the song, too, if you're interested. If our conversation was quite interesting to you, it's on YouTube. He did take out six seconds of the music video, because there's some really bad brutality against police in some of those videos, and he deleted six seconds of that. But otherwise, the main message of the song, and the main message yeah, of the Yeah, that was the other thing, is it was there. juxtaposed against footage of these protests. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, overall, again, if you want to see the music video, still up online, or you can listen to the song. But again, that's just my issue with the song. It's just in a production standpoint. Nothing with the messaging or anything like that, because I think people just overreacted to the song beyond belief. So, that's just my opinion. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for this oh, wonderful conversation. Great analysis, as always, Brendan. Thank you, thank you. And everyone, we will see you next week. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. <laughs>